uh, there are always those risks. You do have to have a reliable backup. It does have to exist off-site. Everybody has to be on licensed software. All these things are absolutely necessary, but they also need to be married to the business goals. And that's the risk that we're constantly trying to make business owners aware of and change the conversation in that respect. Welcome back to Risk It. Today I have with us featured guest, Matthew Murray. Matthew is a IT professional and his proclamation is that he makes IT really boring and he means really boring, like paint drying boring. But don't get him wrong, Matthew is a stand-up comedian and a handsome nerd. So Matthew, why don't you give us a little bit of background about your area of expertise? Thanks, Braden. I'm very glad to for your invitation. Thank you for having me on today. Uh, yeah, just to clarify, I'm the Senior Business Development Manager for Graycon IT powered by Rico. So in that capacity, I'm doing business intelligence, uh, assisting businesses and aligning their IT needs with their business goals. And yes, because my LinkedIn profile is me personally, I am also a stand-up comedian. So I'm the handsome business nerd is uh, the personal brand, which seems to have been resonating well. Uh, I've got 10 years of experience in the IT industry, uh, originally from Calgary, now making my home here in Saskatoon. Been with Graycon IT for the last year and a half and absolutely loving their philosophy of making IT support as boring as possible. Yeah, I've done a number of different uh, television shows, uh, stand-up comedy specials, uh, really enjoy uh, stepping out of the business realm once in a while to get on stage and make people laugh. And I'm very much about trying to enable everyone that I work with to provide value. So I'm constantly blogging, coming up with marketing ideas, uh, a very extroverted cat out there just trying to help everyone make a little bit more out of what they've got today. Awesome. That's great, Matthew. Now, before we get into a little bit more about Graycon and uh, IT management, maybe you want to dive into the biggest business or personal risk that you've taken to date. How did it turn out and what did you learn from it? Sure. So the business, uh, the biggest risk I've taken today from a professional standpoint uh, was about seven and a half years ago. I was enjoying a role of a VP of a IT solutions organization and chugging along just fine and had met the love of my life and we were going to be married. We went to the uh, wedding store that uh, we had our rentals and our bookings with and uh, we were quite alarmed that they had to cancel our rental booking that uh, they were closing down at the end of September, and we were due to be married in October. No. And I made the flip comment, well, how much for the whole store? And that proved to be uh, the beginning of the bi biggest business risk I ever undertook because outside of uh, trying to figure out where we were going to get our tablecloths and our, our candelabras from, uh, when my wife and I got back, well, my future wife at that point, and I got back in the car, we kind of looked at each other and went, you know, we could actually make a go of that if we really put our minds to it. Uh, my wife was an incredible retail expert with over 10 years uh, of customer service expertise and, and retail managerial experience. Uh, I had a penchant for marketing, for systems and process, and uh, we took the plunge. I left my very comfortable position at an IT firm. Uh, she was actually 
uh, trained in uh, funeral uh, arrangements. Uh, she's a licensed uh, funeral director and embalmer. And so we both walked away from our career paths. And for five and a half years, we were the proud owners of Penny Lane Wedding Store in Saskatoon. Uh, so to gamble two careers, which uh, in those industries, longevity and seniority are important, and to strike out uh, with neither one of us waking up one day deciding, you know, what I've really wanted to do in life is own a wedding store. Um, it was a tremendous risk. We borrowed capital from family, which enabled us to pretend that we had capital so we could borrow capital from lending institutions. Uh, we financed almost 100% of the organization. Uh, neither one of us had any entrepreneurial experience. We had a lot of desire and a lot of learning. Uh, we both had an eye for a deal and wanted to keep costs low. And uh, we're very proud to say that when we exited the company uh, five and a half years later, uh, we had a beautiful baby girl on the way who's now 18 months. Um, we had multiplied the gross revenues uh, by a 5x and we had grown the profit margin by three and a half x. So uh, it was a financially extremely rewarding risk to take, but uh, more so an illuminating one. The idea of living with your wife for eight hours a day, then sleeping with your wife for eight hours a day, then working with your wife for eight hours a day in the industry of weddings uh, proved to be a, a challenge at points. But uh, the biggest personal and professional risks missed a uh, risk mixed all into one, uh, I would not uh, hesitate to do it again for a second. I feel the biggest gains I have now are being able to truly understand the other side of the table when it comes to speaking with entrepreneurs, CEOs, you know, financial advisors, and discussing what they're looking for. Uh, they're looking for increased profitability or increased productivity. And if you can bring either one of those to the table, they'll be happy to sit and talk to you all day anything else and they don't have time for you and now i've got a nice thick skin if an entrepreneur says no i understand that it's not a personal rejection of me he's got a thousand things on his plate and i don't figure into his field of vision at the moment uh the the personal uh perspective that i've gained on the the sales cycle the risk cycle uh understanding that a multitude of tiny risks can culminate in one massive risk uh, it, it, it was a lot of sleepless nights. It was a lot of laundry. It was a lot of chair covers uh, stained in uh, different chemicals and fluids that I don't ever want to try and figure out where the stains, but uh, to come out of that and back into the professional IT industry uh, was experience and a risk that I would not hesitate to do again. Wow, that's a great story. I think the big takeaways from that are that uh, business owners are obviously looking for that productivity and profitability. And uh, it's not something to take away as a offense if you, you get a no, but it's definitely something that's at the core of their day to day. And uh, obviously, that's sometimes why they maybe can't pay attention to other areas of their business. Now, I don't want to leave everybody else hanging because I'm also curious. So did you end up selling the company or what happened with the transition there? Oh, yes. Yeah, we did sell. We uh, we leveraged a business broker organization to help us uh, determine the, the true financial value of what we'd built. Uh, we uh, independently sold the business. 
to someone who to someone whose lifelong dream was to get into that industry ever since she was a young girl. Uh, we saw her passion. We saw her desire to take things to the next level. Um, uh, we found the right fit. It was a, a long sales cycle of almost, uh, well, a little over a year, uh, not due to a lack of suitors, but to understanding the brand and the, the integrity and, and the, the, the volatile nature that comes with transitioning ownership uh, in a bridal industry. I mean, if you tell all the brides, hey, there's a new owner here tomorrow, uh, their knee-jerk reaction is, thanks, I'd like my deposit back, please. I don't really want to stay here. Um, it was a delicate uh, transfer of ownership, but uh, we waited for the right person to make it work. Uh, we sold at um, you know a, a value that was personally and professionally rewarding, um, and we gained that perspective. And and you know I'm I'm confident I'll, I'll I'll enjoy looking back on that and going yeah you know I I did that I I took that risk I stepped out of my comfort zone. I put my money where my mouth was in terms of, hey, I actually think I'm pretty damn smart and I can do this stuff. And now I can say yeah, I did walk that road. Yeah, of course. That's definitely something I think adds value. I mean, I'm definitely learning that myself in the you know business world, I guess. I've obviously worked for people for years. And then when I started my own brokerage I guess last year, I you just learned so much when you actually are kind of, you know, two feet uh, deep and you're, you're swimming through that uh, experience. And it's definitely uh, one of those things that regardless of how it turns out, obviously your side was, uh, was a good outcome, but you definitely learn a lot and you get a, a good perspective towards business in general. Now let's transition into, I guess, a little bit more about uh, Graycon because this is a topic that I think is really important and hot in today's business environment because every company needs to understand tech. It's um, something that if you're leveraging old processes and you're not focused on tech, you're simply just going to be left behind. There's no uh, question about it. So obviously, a lot of organizations face these issues. Now, I really want to understand how you can help organizations identify, assess, and control risks in your area of expertise and uh, why it's so important. Well, thank you for asking. And you're right. I mean, it is sort of a hot topic with regards to the the vital role that technology does play within a business. Uh, I think we finally crossed the bridge that the, the business world has come to understand that IT and technology as, a, as an aspect of their business is just as key and, and just as critical as any other utility. You need your power, you need water, you need your payroll system and you need IT. It's a critical system. It's something that you simply have to acknowledge is a vital component of a thriving business. Uh, but when it comes to uh, assessing the risk and how do people worry about things, uh, the IT industry is fraught with fear. Uh, and a lot of that is our own doing. We started the whole Y2K thing. Hey, the world's going to blow up when the clocks turn over to 2000. Uh, and IT as an industry has sort of sown that aspect of fear into the business community since then. And where Graycon IT really strives to, to be different with that is that IT firms are quite plentiful uh, in Canada, especially here in Western Canada, where, where growth is, is fast. You can find a number of different organizations to manage your firewalls or sell you a server or 
install uh, the latest Office 365 or you know maintain your antivirus, all those other different technical terms that I can I can tell people listening to this are already starting to glaze over and go, oh man, I just I don't care. Um, <laughs> really, what Graycon strives to do is understand the true business goals of an organization and then ensure that their IT strategy aligns itself to those business needs. Uh, technology has a, uh, an IT in general has a, a tendency to get new and get shiny and go, oh, this is really hot. We should go by this. Or, oh, hey, this uh, this is the latest in backup and disaster recovery. Maybe we should go by that. Or, oh, man, have you guys seen this collaboration platform? Uh, SharePoint, it's amazing. We're going to play it. And none of, no one ever stops to talk about how is enabling, how is that technology going to enable me to grow my business? How are we going to make more sales? How are we going to delight our clients? How are we going to increase our productivity as a result of these products? Uh, and that's a massive risk. Uh, IT uh, spend and IT support when it's left unmanaged and when it's not married to where the business is trying to go, uh, it gets viewed as a cost sink. People realize, oh man, I got to dump I got to buy, I got to pay an IT guy to keep the machines running. Oh, I got to buy new machines every two to three years. I hate it, but it's a necessary evil. And I cut the check because that's what my business needs. And, and that risk, that mentality is in and of itself a risk. Mm-hmm. When, when business owners have a clear set of goals that they're trying to achieve that are, is going to enable their organization to proceed in the way that they feel is best, then they need to look to IT and say, as a partner, how can you help me get there faster? How can you help me get there cheaper? How can you get me there more reliably? How can you get me there more securely? So if I were to sit and talk about the latest technology in uh, firewall and ransomware prevention, this would be a really prevalent podcast for the next 12 months. But 24 to 36 months out, someone would bring this broadcast back up and go, oh, man, that's ridiculous. We don't even use firewalls anymore. We use whatever the next greatest thing is. So. Yeah. So when people say what's what's hot in, in IT and in tech and how does it, how do we help businesses mitigate risk? Uh, there are always those risks. You do have to have a reliable backup. It does have to exist offsite. Everybody has to be on licensed software. All these things are absolutely necessary, but they also need to be married to the business goals. And that's the risk that we're constantly trying to make business owners aware of and change the conversation in that respect from IT is a necessary evil and a cost sink. And it's something that we will find the, the guy that can provide us the cheapest or the guy that can provide us the most uh, reliable and instead go, you know what? My IT department should be my enabler. And if I don't have an internal IT department that's using Graycon IT as a backstop, if Graycon IT is your outsourced IT provider, okay, Graycon, I need you to understand my business and my business goals to a degree where there you can come to me and say, well, then this is the backup you should have. This is the office package you should have. I need you, Mr. Business Owner, to go off and worry about delighting your clients and let us handle that because Graycon is on it. Yeah, of course, that's definitely something that's important. And you're right, it's it's hard as a business owner to understand the scope of technology and it is one of those things that people oftentimes look at as a 
an expense that they're, they're not seeing the direct benefit from. So they can oftentimes think that it's okay to kind of cut corners when things like that were rushed. Uh, it got, it just failed. It's, it simply just does not do uh, what the business owner wants it to. And then they have an expensive software and they have a IT infrastructure that's just not designed for their business. And ultimately it ends up being a detriment instead of a productivity tool. So uh, definitely something that can be or needs to be looked at properly, which is a great transition into our next question, which is what do you think is the number one reason that businesses fail to address risk in this area? And what advice can you give to them? I would say the number one reason people fail to address their IT risks um, is lack of visibility. If a business owner is uh, not a, is not aware that he's not running a backup, uh, if he's not aware that his firewall has been breached, uh, if he's not aware that IT in the first place should be viewed at as a business enabler, uh, that lack of visibility is, is, is the biggest risk. And it falls to the IT department or the, the IT partner to, to, to be able to articulate in business language what the technological risk may be. Uh, and, and I will freely admit uh, the IT industry to a degree has brought this on itself. Uh, we want our budget approved. We want new, fancy, shiny, <laughs> this, that, or the other. Uh, and sometimes just bringing out the boogeyman of saying, oh, if you don't buy me this uh, solution, uh, you know, you're going to, something bad's going to happen. Uh, the IT industry has, has brought that to, to bear. Whereas now the, the owners are pushing away and saying, oh, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to hear about backups. I don't want to hear about bits and bytes and RAM and, and, and server speeds and quad cores. They, they don't care. So the risk is in that attitude that they're missing the visibility on really important aspects of their business. If I come to a business owner and say, uh, your firewall is down, he may or may not comprehend the true business risk of that. If I can come to him and say, in the event that your organization were breached, here are some of the different vulnerabilities that here are the different risks that your business would be exposed to, then I've enabled him to make decisions that are appropriate to his level of uh, risk refinement. Uh, it's really up to the IT provider to take business uh, needs and articulate them into technological solutions, and likewise, to take technological issues and translate them into, you know, business understanding. Um, and and that's where Graycon really strives to to bridge that gap. We want to be able to talk business to business, talk tech to tech, and make sure that there's that uh, that unification of effort between the two. Um, as an example, uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, risks right now is uh, ransomware. Mm -hmm. um, and even then someone says, okay, well, ransomware is not a word that I comprehend. And then I say, well, ransomware is a virus. Uh, it's a piece of malware that will encrypt your uh, servers and therefore you're not able to access your data and therefore you have to pay a penalty. You have to pay a fee to get it back. Again, a lot of a lot more tech talk and, and, and tech lingo in there then the average IT organization will, will truly uh, believe there is. But if I can come to a business owner and say, you have the potential to be held hostage. 
And unless you pay this money, you will, you will lose access to your business data. That has an understanding. Then they go, I don't want that. I don't want to have my data held hostage. Okay. Well then for, uh, we can be preventative about that. It is okay. I don't care what the technological solution of it is. I want to be secure at a level where I can be comfortable that the average day-to-day penetration attack is not going to get through and my, and I can conduct business in a, a safe and lawful manner. I can say, thank you, Mr. Business Owner. Now that I'm aware of that, here is a, a plan that's going to take care of that from you. It's our Graycon managed firewall. It's uh, uh, one of our Fortinet devices. It's going to take care of all of that. You don't need to be con- as concerned about that. We're never giving 100% guarantee in our industry, but you've taken preventative measures. Um, it's it's up to the IT provider to be able to articulate those those IT risks and those uh, IT aspects in, in a meaningful manner that the CFO or the CEO can understand. Yeah, of course, that's definitely true. I mean, as a risk professional myself, one of the things that we focus on is obviously the reactive measure, which is the actual insurance for when that breach has happened. But when I, for myself, or any of the people that I work with, go into an organization, the biggest conversation is not around insurance. It's the proactive measures that that organization is taking to make sure that they don't have a breach. And in true risk management, insurance is always the last step. You always want to look how you can avoid it. Then you want to try to control it through, say, IT infrastructure. Then you want to try to mitigate that by reducing the risk as much as possible. So if, if there is a breach, how are you catching it? And then you also want to you know, maybe share it by having some type of other policies in place. And then finally, you want to insure it. So you don't want to go through the, in the process and, and just look for the reactive measure. You really need to take a proactive measure uh, before you consider anything like even an insurance policy. It's, so it is important that organizations do take that step. And I'm glad that your company can help do that. And I think the way you explained it helped shed some light on the topic itself. So if somebody is going to get into IT management, what is the best place for them to get started in your sector? Or what are the first steps they should take? Yeah, so you know, w- w- what's step one? You know, geez, I might have some creepy crawlies underneath. I haven't looked at my IT infrastructure in six to ten years. I know I've got a server room in the back somewhere, and there's probably <laughs> some cobwebs, and occasionally it beeps, and I hope it stops beeping, and uh uh, the very first thing to do is to assess uh, where you are today. Graycon provides uh, a free cursory overview network assessment. Uh, we provide a free security assessment just so you can understand where you are today. Uh, and one of the things that people don't think about is that third-party auditing is very common in the financial industry. So, you know, you've got a you've got an, uh, an internal... CFO or you've got some bookkeepers and every year before you do your taxes, you have the big accounting firm come in and check all your numbers. You're not saying to your internal bookkeeper, I don't think you're doing a good job. You just realize the business value and the business risk that goes from not having your numbers correct and you bring in a third party just to do a double check. Uh, That's becoming more and more common in the IT industry. So uh, maybe you've already got an outsourced IT provider. Uh, He's not a big company. He's basically a, he's a truck and his business logo is on the back. Uh, 
or you're worth another outsourced IT firm and you're like, I don't know if I'm paying too much or if I'm paying too little or if he's doing a good job or if he's doing a bad job or if I'm protected or if I'm unprotected. I have no idea. Raycon's happy to do a third-party assessment uh, and, and no charge just to give you that visibility. Um, not there to, to again, the, the deliverables, the reporting is there for the client to keep uh, without any expectation whatsoever. It might take all of our information and go back to their IT provider and say, hey, there's a few holes here. I need you to plug it up. Thanks for popping by, Graycon. They might say, oh, well, thank you very much for giving me this information. What would you recommend that we do next? Um, it's really all about the first step is to get visibility as to where you are um, and avoiding the sunk cost fallacies that can go along with, you know, an activity of that nature. If you find out your backups have failed, you haven't run a backup since 2015, there's not a whole ton of energy, not a whole ton of value in determining why your backups have been failing for the last two years. Let's get you a brand new backup so you have a safety net underneath you and move forward from there. It's not worth bringing out uh, you know, your, your one IT guy from the shadows and saying, hey, I really want to put your nose into all this stuff that Graycon uh, has found. We're not about that in any way, shape, or form. We're about just getting an honest, clear, emotionless picture of how things exist today. Uh, you know, uh, Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, how you need food, water, shelter before you need all the other emotional stuff on top of it. Uh, we have the same premise in IT. A, 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 a system has to be secure, it has to be stable, and it has to be reliable. So as long as so the very first things that we're checking are is there a backup running? Is it easy and timely to restore from that backup? And is that backup getting off site? Is the environment secure? So is there a firewall appliance on site? Is it under a current subscription? If it's not, is it a new enough model that we could get a new subscription or do we have to replace the device? And is it reliable? What's the age of the hardware itself? Just like a car, uh, servers uh, eventually crap out on you. Usually it's the moving parts that go first, things like spinning fans or spinning platters inside of hard disks, uh, which is where your data is stored. Uh, parts that move all day or spin round and round each and every day at 5,000, 8,000 revolutions per minute, those are the pieces that go fast. And if, you're invi- if you're, your infrastructure is out of warranty, if it's more than five or six years old, uh, you need to be aware of that risk. So let's make, sure it's pro- let's make sure it's backed up. Let's make sure it's secure. Let's make sure it's stable. And, and those, regardless of whether you call Graycon IT to the table or not, that's where you should always start is, is this a reliable system that's going to function tomorrow the same way that it functioned today? Yes. And I liked how you drew that parallel between accounting and businesses. I mean, it works the same way. You bring your external accounting firm to look at your books. There should be this exact same process happening with your IT infrastructure. And I'm definitely going to start using that moving forward. So thank you for that. No problem. Uh, in, uh, in close, I want to learn how the audience can connect with you or get in more involved with your company. Sure. Well, to get more involved with Graycon IT, again, we are a national organization. Our head office is in Calgary, Alberta. 
for over 25 years, we've been in business and we're now coast to coast. Uh, we're powered by RICO, which is a global organization. So we have smart hands and reach uh, all around the world. So we can assist any business. Uh, I'm here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. We've been here in Saskatoon over 17 years. I can be reached at 306-700-2241. We have a fantastic phone system. And when you call that, it rings all my phones, my cell phones, my desktop, my laptop, landline. Uh, The whole place goes nuts when you dial that number. I will get a hold of you or you will get a hold of me. Uh, I can be reached by email, Matthew M, M M-A-T-T-H-E-W-M at graycon.com, G-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com. And I do recommend you check out graycon.com as a website. We've got a fantastic blog on there, uh, which is all about our, uh, what we call to be a Graconian and our balanced scorecard, what it means to us to be a part of organization, trends in IT industry, of course, and, and how we're trying to change the world with one IT partner at a time. Um, that's how you can find Graycon as a, as an entity. If you want to find me, Matthew Murray, uh, I am also a stand-up comedian. I assure you I'm far funnier in the context of a stand-up comic than I am when I'm talking about risk management. Um, but I'm available for, uh, fundraisers. Uh, I work with a number of different nonprofit organizations to put together, uh, comedy nights to help them with fundraising. I do corporate Christmas events. So if you're looking to book a comedian for your Christmas party, uh, I have a personal website, www.matthewmurray.ca. So it's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-M-U-R-R-A-Y.ca, matthewmurray.ca. I've got a personal blog that I do myself uh, each and every business day. Uh, it's got a different theme every day because I'm, I'm wearing kind of two hats of IT and, and comedy. So I've got a marketing Monday and IT Tuesday. Uh, hump day humor on Wednesday, uh, thoughtful Thursday and a top five on Friday. So if you go to matthewmurray.ca slash blog, uh, you can sign up for the blog. It's free. I'm never going to try and sell you anything through my blog. It's just one more avenue for me to try and give a bit of value back uh, to a business community that's treated me very, very well. Uh, The blog's also published on my LinkedIn page, on my Facebook for comedian Matthew Murray page. And my Twitter is at comic Matt Murray. At, at C-O-M-I-C-M-A-T-T-M-U-R-R-A-Y. That if you can't find me after all that stuff, then you weren't looking for me. If uh, you will find me, uh, I am very visible and always willing to speak with anybody. Uh, my consultation on an IT standpoint is always free of charge. Always happy to, to help businesses anywhere from a half a dozen desktops up to 250 or more. There's no too small. There's no too large. Um if there's anything I can ever be doing to provide some additional value to this business community, then uh, I encourage anyone to contact me anytime. Right on. I'll uh, be sure to link to those resources in the show notes page so that anybody listening can quickly uh, find the links and uh, get access to you. Now, what is the number one resource that you think the audience should be checking out besides your company, whether it be a book application or a website? Outside of my organization and me, uh, one of the most influential uh, uh, re- uh, writers that I've ever uh, been influenced by is uh, Seth Godin. Uh, he's a marketing guru, but a lot of his books and his advice can be applied to a vast number of things in, in life and in, in personal growth. 
Uh, I would uh, encourage everyone to Google Seth Godin, G-O-D-I-N. If you want an excellent entry point, because he has a dozen books out, webinars, TED Talks, everything, um, I would Google uh, Seth Godin's TED Talk on being remarkable. Um, he does a fantastic job in about 16 minutes of uh, articulating the the the, different, the the need to differentiate yourself in your marketplace and how being very similar to your competitors uh, is incredibly dangerous in the market today. Uh, what it takes to stand outside of the convention and be noticed by others. Um, that one 18-minute video probably influenced how I marketed Penny Lane Wedding Store, how I communicate in my blog, uh, all of my written materials uh, it has been a tremendous resource for me and I can't recommend it enough. Great. I'll make sure that I link to that and I'm going to definitely check that one out myself. Now, I do want to go off script a little bit and because you're a comedian, I was wondering if you could give us one joke before we close down the podcast. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. That is a, that is a unexpectedly off script. Um <laughs> You know, uh, the majority of my stand-up comedy is all story-based. It's okay. very Seinfeldian. I, I wouldn't want to, uh, to, to spoil the, the, the enjoyment of coming to, to see the performance. But uh, whenever someone asks me for like a straight-up joke, uh, what comedians we call, uh, we call them street jokes, like a joke you can just tell amongst your friends. And uh, there's nothing uh, easier to tell than the straight-up knock-knock joke. So knock-knock. Who's there? Nada. Not a who. Not a your business. Just go take care of your risk, manage your risk. Importantly, focus on what you can be doing to make your business more profitable, productive, and reach out to me anytime. Great. Thank you very much, Matthew. Excellent. Thanks for your time. I appreciate the opportunity to speak and uh, uh, look forward to hearing the podcast. Take care. Mm-hmm.